Hello and welcome to the Persephone program of March 10th, 2020. Today I want to talk about the planet Neptune, um, its position and aspects it's making uh, to all of the Capricorn lessons that we've been going through. I want to talk about its retrograde this year and just kind of a little bit about how it relates to also one of the major issues going on right now, which is the so-called pandemic, the coronavirus that's really making massive changes, whether it's, you know, stores running out of toilet paper um, and bottled water, um, giant you know, huge artists uh, and concerts um, canceling their tours, canceling events, um, entire countries being shut down like Italy or areas of the country. Um, it's really, really, really interesting. Um, and I think that what it what it's doing more than anything else is creating like this massive kind of collective fear and um neptune and pisces rule the you know subconscious mind it also is the place of you know dreams and of like i mentioned earlier the collective consciousness i think too um you know having neptune in its home sign of pisces makes it extra extra powerful and so throughout this transit and remember it is only a transit and neptune moved into pisces in around 2011 and will be here for six more years but um within that time period there can be this sort of great collective shimmery murky, um, like dreamlike kind of energy. So the entire world is kind of in this really funny, you know, not understanding what is real and what isn't. And we can see that so much in our country with, you know, first the, all of the misinformation and disinformation being you know, given to us by both the media and certainly our leaders who are, you know, reflective of this experience that we're having. And remember too that astrology, basically it, it allows us to see from a resonant and corresponding view, okay? So that is that the planets represent energies that we can you know, kind of symbolize and we're able to sort of separate ourselves from those energies by creating the symbol that allows us to have some objective view. Okay. And that symbol or correspondence corresponds to what's happening. You know, it's kind of like what's in the collective and Neptune is very collective oriented as well. And so we have Neptune in Pisces and it's makes it even more spacey, okay? Even more, um, you know, dreamlike reflective. So remember in dreams that, you know, things are not always as they seem and it's all symbols and, and, uh, and 
and murky and things transform. You know, your, your neighbor can transform into a dog. You know, you can be flying in a dream. And with Neptune and Pisces now in the collective, we're not really sure what's real and what's not. And that is the big theme of Neptune and Pisces. What are the esoteric depths of reality? What is real and what isn't? In astrology, Neptune rules glamour and delusion, you know, spirituality. It is, um, you know, altered states of consciousness, uh, spirit, you know, any kind of spiritualism. The last time that astrology uh, or the last time that Neptune was in Pisces was the time of spiritualism, which if you don't know what that is, is actual religion that came out of um, contact with the dead, with uh, seances uh, and and all of that. And from that came in many ways our our new modern paganism or our new modern occult study because the religion or the philosophy of theosophy um, sort of bred the new movement of discovering, you know, ancient spiritual knowledge and magic and things like that, which turned into the Order of the Golden Dawn, which spun off many other things, including modern Wicca and stuff like that. So, you know, Neptune and Pisces kind of birthed our new modern paganism or our new modern um, occult or hidden studies and now it's back um and it's i think it's been like 160 years or something and there's a real both an interest in spirituality and that includes astrology and tarot and god knows if you're listening to this you know it um but it also includes that we have to you know we have to learn to think for ourselves and that also includes um intuiting the truth connecting with our own deep source of knowledge um connecting with our own individual path to spiritual truth to understanding that we are not just intellectual beings we are not just um you know physical beings we are not just emotional beings but that we also have an aspect of ourselves that connects very deeply and perceives this spiritual truth, which is that we are more than just our bodies. We are more than just one state of consciousness. And Neptune in Pisces is sort of the ruler of that experience for us, or the guide, I guess you can look at it like that. It's like a guide. Remembering that, um, you know, astrology can't show any one of our level of spirituality, but it does show the archetypal energies present that allow us to experience different facets of life. Um, so right now with Neptune and Pisces, we all have this opportunity to both look at what is real and what isn't, what is reality, what is the nature of personal reality to you, what is truth and what isn't, what is glamour, what isn't, and also to look at fear, collective fear. So there is a lot of collective fear out there right now. I mean, there's so much, whether it is, you know, um, fear of the government, certainly fear of illness and death, um, fear, you know, that's being generated 
so massively. And that's really what we need to guard ourselves against. Um, People are incredibly frightened of, as they should be, I suppose, of annihilation and um, of everything being taken away from them and of lack. But what I have seen from the people that are struggling with trauma is that the suffering that they undergo by the fear that they generate in their imagination is worse than whatever situation that they're in. So the idea here is for you to step back to either like drop in to yourself, to meditate, to connect with your own spirituality and try and figure out what's, what's, what's true for you, you know, and to pull away from, you know, getting, uh, you know, hysterical, unfortunately, or to be getting, you know, into fear or feeling traumatized by some of the collective fears that are coming up. So this Neptune in Pisces, you know, where we're having this, you know, giant collective experience of, you know, sailing the water of Neptune, the god of the seas, um, to kind of understanding that we're doing this together. um, And in that way, we have to, obviously we're a product of our time, but we also have to differentiate or discern again um, the difference between what is imagination and what is actual real fact. And so fortunately, Saturn, currently now Jupiter, Mars, and um Pluto are all, as well as the south node of the moon, are all, and Pallas Athena, are all in the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn is all about the facts. Capricorn is a grounded earth sign. Capricorn is um, about systematic accomplishment. And Capricorn is in favorable position to help and assist Pisces. Similarly to what Capricorn does for the sign of cancer and for, I think, all of the water signs, Capricorn supports Pisces. It creates a container for it. It's about containment, um, ruled by the planet Saturn. Saturn is about containment, structure, borders, and boundaries. And this Saturn kind of Saturnian containment or shell that's being put around the collective fear and they're like, oh my God, what do we do? You know, that's kind of a part of this time um, is actually supporting it. So I think that in what I'm trying to say is that the collective fear is not going to get too far. The Capricorn can be kind of like a wise elder um, looking at different things like solutions from the past um, looking at different things like tradition, looking at different things like patience, um, perseverance. Those types of energies are very, you know, the idea of patience, perseverance, maturity, calm strength are going to hold this Neptune and Pisces fear. And that's why I think that we will be 
ultimately okay. Although this is, you know, Pisces time and we've had Mercury, you know, Mercury just retrograded back into Aquarius, but it's going to go back into Pisces. So we've had Mercury in Pisces retrograde. Now it's direct again, but still in Pisces. We have Neptune in Pisces. We have the sun in Pisces. So it is Pisces season and Pisces time. So it's, you know, within our collective, that is within the energy that we're all experiencing. We're all experiencing the sort of murkiness of Neptune. And I also want to mention Neptune's um, original or traditional ruler and co-ruler, Jupiter, which has a tendency to expand, um, to inflate. So there's this idea too of inflation, um, inflating the fears, inflating the imagination, inflating the idea that, you know, all isn't as it seems, that, you know, perhaps all of the fears and nightmares are true, that um, there is this sort of illusion, there's there's confusion. Much as I adore Pisces, they have a tendency to be very disorganized and sometimes confused, <laughs> and, um, you know, that doesn't belie their amazing, intuitive, and creative, and spiritual powers. They have all that. But when it comes to being grounded and, and, and stable and calm, sometimes not so much. So in this time, we have this energy of, uh, you know, of, you know, potentiality, I guess, you know, inflated potentiality. It could be this, it could be that, it could be this, and oh my God, and da, da. And then we have um, a lot of fear. And uh, I think that the Capricorn will support that by being grounded. However, we also do have the two Terminator planets, Saturn and Pluto, which are about fear. Pluto is the last, is the boundary of our universe. And it is definitively about death and rebirth and the end of things. Saturn can be that as well. Saturn certainly has been called the dweller on the threshold and does represent a lot of fear. But if you push aside your imagination, you push aside a little bit, the ne- maybe some of the shadowy sides of the Neptune-Pisces connection, and roll your sleeves up and wash your hands, everything will be okay. Taking one step and putting it in front of the other. Understanding that you know, we must be practical. We must be vigilant. It reminds me of a speech by, um, you know, by Winston Churchill, you know, and um, it was during the time of the Blitz in London. And he was very, very, um, you know, supportive about not surrendering to fear, not surrendering to um, that negative mindset because his job was to get the British people to stand up to something that seemed so incredibly horrifying. It's interesting that the last time that um, the planet Uranus, which is the planet of revolution and change, as Neptune is the planet of our collective spiritual consciousness, um, that the last time that Uranus was in Taurus over 84 years ago, 
was also the time of the Great Depression. And um, just right preceding that, um, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that great, amazing president who brought us many of the um, socially beneficial uh, processes that we now have, um, like Social Security and various other things, that he said in his first inaugural speech, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that's such a great rallying cry also for now, with so many of us worried about the um, presidential elections, worried about our our health and safety of our of our family members and loved ones with the coronavirus. We're worried about um, you know big government. We're worried about socialism. We're worried about Russia. We're worried about China. I mean, it's like so much fear. And the idea here is that if you want change, be the change. If you want safety, live your life in a peace and serene way. Not just stocking up on toilet paper and, um, you know, and bottled water, but actually like creating peace and harmony within yourself by connecting with your true source of, of inner knowing, by spending some time listening to your own connection to God or the gods or what have you, or the goddesses, um, becoming peaceful, learning to sit with yourself, learning to sit with the universe, um, doing things that are healthy. Um, the goddess Hygieia, who was the daughter of Asclepius, the, the modern father of medicine. She was the goddess of um, hygiene. And the word hygiene comes from her, hygiea. So we need to call upon her right now, um, learning how to build up our immune systems, to naturally wash our hands and cleanse our systems, both internally and externally, to cleanse our minds, bodies, and spirits, um, to eat right, to get enough rest, um, to not fall into fear, to do those things, those practical things. And those things also tie into Capricorn to actually taking some action and making it grounded and making it positive because we're, we're in a, we're in a world where things are changing and, um, you know, it's, it's important to learn how to create peace and balance and harmony within ourselves in order to get the best out of it, you know, to ride the wave, so to speak. And that ties in too to the last full moon that we had, which was in Virgo. And I always think of um, as Hygieia being a ruler of the sign Virgo, Virgo the Virgin. It's about learning to discriminate, learning the process, the integrative process of wellness. In astrology and in medical astrology, Virgo has rulership over your um, your well-being, your health and wellness, and the food that you're eating and the things that you're doing, your habits and rituals that make up your body and your everyday. And, you know, Virgo's discriminatory qualities are um, in opposition to Pisces and Neptune. 
And the idea here is learning to um, create a structured, orderly wellness regime, a structured, orderly well mind, a structured, or orderly well body. And how do you do that? By taking balanced steps towards wholeness, eating whole foods, getting enough sleep. I mean, it's simple, right? It's simple, but we have to do it to our mind, body, and spirit. And I think that that is the key that makes the great change for health, for health and true health and wellness. It's not just your body. You can't just eat kale, but you know, and you can't just go to the spas or you can't just do your juice fasts and you're going to be well. You need to do the same thing for your mind. You need to do the same thing for your emotional body. And your emotional body often comes from a result of the mind. If your mind is constantly thinking negative and critical thoughts about yourself or making judgments about your life, your emotional body is going to follow with disappointment and sadness. And the idea here is to really look at what your thoughts are and what you're thinking. What do you want? Again, going back into taking personal responsibility for your life. But right now, I think that um, the full moon shown a light on the collective consciousness, on what's going on, on the Sun-Neptune conjunction in Pisces, um, and really highlighted it. So I feel like, you know, I may be wrong. Again, astrology can't do everything. But I think that this week is going to show like this kind of more of like the the biggest aspect of the fear of the coronavirus and that I'm hoping that it doesn't continue to catch fire, so to speak, um, and burn out. But I just, I, I don't really see it. Um, I, I think that we're living in a time of fear definitively. We're living in a time of confusion definitively. But there are opportunities for us to learn to ground ourselves, to do the things, to be practical. All these planets in Capricorn show that even though we do have the Saturn Pluto. Listen, honey, none of us gets out of here alive. We're all going to die. Okay. You are going to die. You're going to die. Live your life well, every moment now, not suffering over the suffering, not feeling like everything is falling apart, not letting your imagination get out of control. Okay. Not overdoing it, but just being simple by being centered by trying to cut through any of the fogginess or the vagueness or the fear. Just cut through it. Use that Virgo full moon discrimination to cut through that. Take action. Do the things. Get good a good night's sleep. Allow your mind to relax and be at peace. In fact, that's your affirmation for this podcast. I allow my mind to relax and be at peace. All is well. So I think that that is probably the best affirmation, at least for me, for this Virgo moon with the, you know, its depositor or its ruler is Mercury. Um, We need to take some principled action. We need to tell ourselves that 
everything will be okay, and so it shall be. This was a very hard podcast for me to do. Um, I, I don't know why, but I was very vague myself. I have been very vague. I've been trying to write, having a hard time. Um, really excited about my retreat coming up a week from this Friday, the Vernal Equinox. Um, I'll share more on that after the retreat because I am very excited for the attendees of this um, weekend with me. We're going to be doing ritual. We are going to have some amazing um, classes and it's going to be really special. So more on that soon. And um, obviously I will, um, I'll do another podcast before the vernal equinox on the energy of the vernal equinox. So you can do a ritual and um, do use the affirmation. I'd love to hear back from you and see what you think and what you want to hear about, what you want to do. And also if you want to, um, I think I might want to do like some live readings on my podcast. So if you'd like to be, uh, or if you'd like to write in a question, email me at michelle.prentice at gmail.com. Send me your questions and I'll talk about them online or on this podcast. And, um, and, uh, if you're interested in having your chart read live, we can talk about astrology. Let me know. And remember that all really, truly deep down, the universe is unfolding with intelligence and intent. All is well. Have a wonderful week and um, weekend, and I hope to hear from you. And thanks for listening. As always, have a good day. Bye.